Good afternoon and welcome to the KLE podcast and the live broadcast in Facebook group Kingdom Leadership Equipping. And I have light shining on my glasses as usual from the laptop computer. So uh, my notes are here So and my Bible is on the computer. So it's a bit hard to get that off my eyes. But nonetheless, and if I take off my glasses, I can't see anything. Great to have you with me and so glad you are here again. Hey, today I, I missed Monday, of course, but um, I was doing grandpa duty. And uh, so I couldn't get to it yesterday either. But here I am today with uh, a mentoring Wednesday. <laughs> but we're talking specifically about um, the topic sent into the harvest. And a scripture that really stood out for me was this. In Luke chapter 10, uh, in the, from the Amplified Bible, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 1 says, Now after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out ahead of him two by two into every city and place where he was about to go. And he was saying to them, the harvest is abundant, for there are many who need to hear the good news. But the workers, those available to proclaim the message of, to proclaim the message are few. Therefore, prayerfully ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Go your way. Listen carefully. I'm sending you out like lambs unto wolves. Among wolves, do not carry a money belt, a provision bag, or extra sandals, and do not greet anyone along the way who would delay you. I want to just look at that uh, passage first and foremost. It's really irritating having this shiny on my eyes. Anyway, so I really want to discuss that first part with you, because what we need to understand is that we are sent. But before we get to the sent... I want you to see that the Lord says the harvest is abundant. And we know that the harvest is abundant. There's, there's much influence from, from us as kingdom leaders, as kingdom citizens. There's much for us to do to influence society, to influence cultures, to influence communities, cities, to influence where God sends us into. Um, but he doesn't say, just go. He goes, for there are many who need to hear the good news, but the workers that do that, to, that are available to proclaim the message are few. Therefore, prayerfully ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So the first thing we've got to do is go to the Lord of the harvest. What we try and do is we try and produce something. We try and conjure up things to to make it happen. The first order of things is to go to the Lord of the harvest. And he says, prayerfully ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Ask the Lord to send out workers to to um, to the people that you know, to the areas that you know, into the cultures that you're part of. It's not just you going, but that the Lord would raise up, that the Lord would send out. Because, you see, we can send, and I've seen this even as a pastor for 20, nearly 20 years and, and much more after that. But as, as I send out people, I can, 
I can put people through programs. I can put them through all the necessary, give them certificates. We did EE3 witnessing program. We did, uh, we, we did relationship uh, witnessing. We did all sorts of things in the church, all sorts of programs. And we pumped them out like sausages on the other side. And we did all sorts of programs. And the fact of the matter is nothing changed. Most people had the certificates, went through, and they got more blessed and sat at home and still didn't bring an influence. But when the Lord sends you, when the Lord sends you, that's when you become an impactful person into the community, into the culture, into the society, into what, wherever God sends you into the workplace. You see, you need to understand is that you are today where you are, whatever you're doing, whatever your job, whatever your role, whatever your function, whatever your responsibility is, you are there not to fulfill just a job, not to just be to to earn an income and get to retirement, to to finish a career. You are there to have an impact by influencing people because you bring an inspiration that is given you that, that comes from a passion that comes from a conviction within you. And that conviction is that Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. That conviction comes from a sense of purpose that you are there not just to drive a truck or drive a bus or, or to be a nurse um, in, a, in a hospital ward or to be a teacher and, and as I say, just to make an income. God hasn't called you and sent you to make an income, or, but to make a difference, to in fact make an impact, to have an impact, to bring transformation into whichever dimension of society you find yourself in right now. What we do is we think limited. You see, the kingdom is not limited to a job. The kingdom of God is not limited to your business to your business role or to whatever you're doing right now. Maybe you're not even employed, but that doesn't mean you sit at home and watch TV, Netflix. It doesn't mean you sit at home and, and play games. It doesn't mean you you just, you know, keep diving into the fridge and trying to find what's going on there. It doesn't mean that you, you keep complaining to everybody what you don't have. It doesn't mean that you send out messages to, to people around the world asking them to, for, to help you. It means you get off your rusty dusty and you actually see that there is a mission to your life, that there is a purpose to your life, and that is to influence people. I said to, to Michelle today, my wife, I said, you know, the thing about it is, is if you help people to get what they want, you'll always have what you need. The thing about it is, is are you adding value to the community? You see, we want to go and preach. We want to take a Bible and we want to hit people over the head with our scriptures and verses. We want to show how spiritual we are and really how religious we are. And that's not what the community, that's not what society, that's not what the culture is looking for. They're looking for those that can bring value and, and reveal to them, show them a whole new perspective. That's why Jesus could sit with tax collectors and sinners and you know, when he, met, uh, when he met Matthew, the tax collector. Now, you understand tax collectors in those days were scam artists. They used to, they used to scam people 
and siphon off the top, give, give to the Romans what was, ne what was needed, but they used to exact a lot more so that they could line their pockets. Guys like Zacchaeus, man, they, they con people. And yet, you know, they could throw a party with all their scam friends and all their, you know, dysfunctional people from society. And, and Jesus would sit there and have a meal and spend time talking to them. You didn't hear Jesus complaining and you didn't hear them were leaving the place because they were being thumped. They, Jesus had a powerful way of influencing them without preaching. His preach was his life. His preach was, was who he was. His preach was the, the, the kingdom values, the kingdom presence, the kingdom of God's influence, which is the glory of God. He could bring in and permeate the place and they sat there, listen, the, the, the Pharisees and the lawyers and the scribes, they got all upset about it. How can he sit there? But they had removed themselves religiously so far from society that society, you know, despised them. But when Jesus came along, they, he embraced them. They embraced him and they began to embrace the kingdom of God they heard and began to change. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to bring in a whole new influence into where we are because of who we are. So when do you go? You go when you understand you have a purpose, when you understand what it is to make disciples. I think a lot of the reason we don't go, we don't have the impact we're having, we need to have, and we're always looking for some organization, some church, some pastor to do it for us as the body of Christ is because we haven't become absolutely clear on, on who we are and why we are different. You haven't become clear on how to communicate the fact that you are a citizen of another nation, of another, of another culture. You don't understand the values of that. No, no, maybe you do. Let's talk about everybody else. Others don't understand the values and they don't understand the, the, the rights and privileges because they've, they've never gone to the Constitution. They've never gone to the constitution of, um, of the kingdom of heaven to find out what it is. So they don't know what it is. They don't know how to communicate that. They're not clear. Discipleship is impartation of a new worldview. A worldview from the place of being a kingdom citizen, of being a son in God's family. You see, Jesus came representing, and he could represent, and, and he had taught his disciples. So he now says in verse 3, go your way. Listen carefully. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. So he says, first you pray, but he says, now I'm sending you. I'm thrusting you out. The word there is I'm sending out or go is I'm sending you out is like a thrust, a kicking out nearly. You're not sitting here just getting, it's time for you to go and share what you've got. But you see, in our mind is I can't be a pastor. I can't be preaching. In our mind is I'm not a pulpit person. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a business person. I'm a business leader. I, I run a business from home or whatever it is. I'm a housewife. I'm, 
I'm, I'm just a you know mail delivery guy. I'm I'm a factory worker. I'm a landscaper. I'm a contractor. I'm just a nurse. You know, and you see, we think that because preachers or pastors stand up and they quote all these scriptures and man, I did this stuff. You understand? I did that. And we preach all these things and, and then people think, well, you've got to be that. Otherwise, you can't do anything. You know, those guys are anointed. they the most spiritual people to see signs and wonders. And you can't get signs and wonders unless you can preach. And you can't preach unless you've got, you know, all these. You've been to Bible school and you've got all these loads of knowledge. I remember one young guy in Malawi said to a friend of mine that was with me on a trip to Malawi. And he said, he was wearing a suit jacket, and you understand people in Malawi are very poor, and, and he was wearing a suit jacket and a pair of old pants, and, and he says, well, my pastor told me that I must go to Bible school, and, uh, and when I've finished Bible school, then I can be a preacher, and then I'm going to be, I'm going to do great things for God. And you see, I understand the, understand the, the, the necessity that we see as Bible school being where you get the knowledge, where you get equipped. But really it doesn't. You know, Bible school alone does not do the equipping. Discipleship does the equipping. Teaching them to observe whatsoever I commanded you. And it's not just teaching, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept. It's teaching the values, teaching the constitution, teaching what, what the kingdom of God is about, imparting to them a new worldview, and it doesn't. You can be in prison, and you can be doing that. <laughs> you don't have to be. You don't have to be in any kind of of um, you know religious setting. You don't have to have a back to front collar. You don't have to have a suit. You don't have to have a pulpit. You don't have to be a great orator. You just have to be you, and be able to communicate, communicate with people, engage people, with with that new worldview. And that new worldview is a new paradigm, a new mindset. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of, of heaven is at hand or near. And he was saying, it's come, it's come. I'm here. To, and and it's, there's going to be, it's going to open up and you're going to sup with me in the kingdom of God once I, I've died and paid the price for your entrance. That's really what he was saying. And you see, the thing is, what we think is, unless we can preach, we can't do it. Unless we can quote scripture, it's not about quoting scripture. I think sometimes we're so focused on what we, you know, the scripture and verse, the chapter, where it's found, the book where it's found, that we've lost the actual truth in it. We've lost the principle behind it. Is what Jesus said, the spirit of the word. The spirit of the word. You see, you will know the truth. You won't know this. You won't know the Bible verse. He said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now we understand the truths are contained in here. But you've got to take time to discover the, the truths. And that is you. You don't just get taught that in Bible school. You don't just go for a year to Bible school and get that. Now understand is Bible school can be a great thing. It can be a good place to get the foundation. I, Michelle and I went to Bible school. Not that I can remember anything that I was taught there, but we went to Bible school. It's been the years of, of wearing this book out 
and reading and thinking and contemplating and putting into practice, but just looking for the truths that we can impart to others. And that's what I want to say to you. You've been sent to do that. You've been sent to do that. Listen to this. Jesus said this in John chapter 5, 34, um, well, about 36 onwards. And this is from the Message Bible. He says, um, John was a torch blazing and bright, and you were glad enough to dance for an hour or so in his bright light. But the witness that really confirms me far exceeds John's witness. It's the work the Father gave me to complete. Now, Somebody asked me, you know, it's like, how do I know when I'm sent? How do I know when I must go? So, you know, I want to cover two aspects here. One is every single one of us should be disciples who are making disciples. Every single one of us. That's what makes you a leader. That's what makes you a kingdom leader. But you've got to be a kingdom leader to do that. You see, that's why the church sits in their buildings, in their four walls, in a meeting, and somebody else is doing all the work for them. We love that. We love inviting people to our church, to our church meeting. But we're not influencing society. We're not influencing the community, the culture. We, we're so adapted to our cultures that we, we don't even recognize there is another culture, and that culture is the kingdom of God. We need to bring that culture into our cultures. And I think it was Sunday I spoke about culture. Last week, I can't remember. But anyway, I spoke about it sometime. And we'll cover it again because I recognize some. not everybody listens to this stuff. So we'll go over it a few times. But when are you sent? Well, you're always sent to make disciples. You don't need any qualifications. You don't need anybody to, to, uh, to approve you. You don't need anybody to um, give you the go-ahead. The fact of the matter is, is that if you're a disciple, you need to be discipling. The question is, are you a disciple? And, you know, we need to get up to speed quickly. I want to say to you, if you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, are you equipping people? Are you discipling them and equipping them to do that? I'm not talking about your programs. I'm talking about in a deep relationship and a deep fellowship. Are you imparting values to them? Are you imparting the constitution of the kingdom of God? Are they experiencing that change? Do they understand their citizenship so that they're coming to the full stature of the measure of Christ? You see, Jesus came representing, well, that, let me read further. He says, these very tasks, the work the Father gave me to complete. That's, he says, that's my witness. These very tasks, as I go about completing them, confirm that the Father, in fact, sent me. The Father who sent me confirmed me, and you missed it. You never heard his voice. You never saw his appearance. There's nothing left in your memory of his message because you do not take his messenger seriously. So, so Jesus says, you know, I've arrived. I come representing him. I come with a purpose because we know that he said my purpose is to, to bring the kingdom message to other towns also. He was to bring the message of the kingdom to prepare the people. So John prepared the way for Jesus to come. And how did John start? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark chapter, I mean, Matthew chapter 4. Jesus picks up a little later after John gets arrested and he starts saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here or the kingdom of God is arrived. And so John, Jesus picked up exactly the same message. His purpose was the kingdom of God. And that's where you start. 
The first place to start to be sent is, do you understand? Do you understand your message? Do you understand your mandate? Do you understand the clarity of your mission? You've got to get the clarity of your mission. You see, it's the, the work the Father gave me to complete. What is the work the Father has given you? Adam had a clear vision, a clear strategy of what he had to do in the garden. God gave it absolutely clear to him. We start there. And what is your mission? You've been sent into, okay, into the post office. You've been sent into the, the hospital. You've been sent into politics. You've been sent into business. You're a business leader. Whatever your level, wherever your leadership is, or wherever you are placed, do, do you understand your, the work your father has given you to complete? Do you understand that? So Jesus had a number of things. Number one, he, he had to preach the, the, the gospel of the kingdom. He had to bring the gospel and preaching again. We think pulpit. Don't think pulpit. Don't think Jesus didn't use a pulpit. He went into the synagogues and then at some point he kept getting persecuted and he went amongst the crowd. He went from house to house. So did Paul. So did Peter and, and the rest of them. They all understood that principle. Because at a certain point, religion will not receive it, won't want it, begin to persecute it. Then you go into the one-on-one, -on -one, the, the homes. And he actually said in Luke chapter 10, you go to an oikos, you go to a community. Oikos means family or community. You go into the community and that's where you share. That's where you leave. And he said, you bring your peace. If you find a man of peace there, you leave your peace with him. You give him your peace. That doesn't mean you preach to him. It means you bring the influence of the atmosphere of heaven, the atmosphere of, your, of the kingdom of heaven. I'm using those words simply because I want you to refocus your mindset. Our mindset is so focused on church that we cannot see the influence we've got to bring, the message, the, the manner, the, the way. The, 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 the way we bring it. We think we've got to go and start off with signs and wonders. It doesn't start with signs and wonders. Jesus said, listen, if we go back to Luke, Jesus said this in Luke chapter 10. He said, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not carry a money belt or a provision bag or extra sandals. Do not greet anyone along the way who would delay you. So don't get distracted. Stay focused. Don't worry about provision. Seek first the kingdom, his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. And then he goes on. Whatever house you enter, for, enter first say peace, that is blessing of well-being and prosperity, the favor of God. Peace is the atmosphere of the kingdom of God with all its benefits. Okay. So the, the, when you, when you, bring peace into a place, you bring in the blessing, you bring in prosperity, you bring in the favor of God, all of that. And that's from, from uh, Romans to the, to this house, to this oikos. The word there is O-I-K-O-S and it means community or oikos. And if anyone of peace is there, someone who who has got, got the right heart, who is open and re receptive to it, um, Okay, let me read from the Message Bible. I like the Message Bible. It says, don't loiter and make small talk with everyone you meet along the way. You're going to get distracted. You're going to waste your time. He says, when you enter a home, so you find an oikos, you find a community, greet the family, greet the people in that family, in that community. Peace. If your greeting is received, then it's a good place to stay. But if not received, take it back, get out, don't impose yourself. 
We think if we put up a placard, shout and scream louder, harder, bash people more, we're going to. Jesus said, you don't have, don't do that. He said, stay at one home. Take, taking your meals there for a worker deserves three square meals. Don't move from house to house looking for the best cook in town. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. And he goes on to say, he says, in verse eight, now going back, um, yeah, so when you enter a town and are received, listen, so when you're received into that, into that oikos, into that community, eat what they set before you, and then, then, so your peace has come, you've delivered, you've lived and communicated, imparted the kingdom of God in that place. Eat what is set before you, heal anyone who is sick, and tell them God's kingdom is right on your doorstep. So first you are, first you be the kingdom, first you release the kingdom to them. First you pervade and influence with peace into that community, into that hospital, into that workplace, into that business, into the corporation that you're at. I, I wrote a thing on, on Facebook post into the Facebook group here earlier, I think it was last week, and it's, I said, you don't go into the marketplace to look for Christians. Actually, I, you don't go looking for believers. You go and make believers. Jesus said, I make you fishes of men. Don't go looking for fish, fish, fishes of men. Go look for fish. <laughs> don't go look for fishes of men. I will make you fishes of men. Amen. So God's kingdom is right on your doorstep. Um, the Amplified says, do not move from house to house. Whenever you go into a city and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Heal those in it who are sick, which is authenticating your message. So when your healing comes, when you heal the sick, it's a result of you bringing peace and bringing the message of the kingdom of God there. Because you say to them or and, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. So can you see? This is the kingdom. This is what the kingdom is about, is to heal you, to give you favor. To, to bless you, to, to um, deliver you, to set you free. It's the kingdom message. But when you, they don't welcome you, shake off the dust. Leave there. Yet understand this, that the kingdom of God has come near and you rejected it, verse 11. So, so we need to understand that, that it's not just going in and it's like, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to show you signs and wonders. We're going to prove God. I mean, I've seen people, you know, hold big meetings to show and, you know, that, that God is. And, and sometimes if God tells you to do that, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't happen like that, but I'm saying the order is for you just as a normal person. I'm not talking about the evangelist. I'm not talking about, you know, the great evangelist or the the super duper apostle. Uh, I'm talking about the you and me believers who go into society, into our workplace. We have a mission. The mission is beyond doing work. Jesus said, it's the work the father gave me to complete. The very tasks as I go about completing them confirm that the father, in fact, sent me. You see, what we want to do is get approval first. What we want to do is First, have everybody acknowledge us. We first want to be great, and then we'll do something. Jesus said, if you want to be great, you've got to be the least. It's not the greatest. It's the least. The ones who care 
and share. That's really, you know, and, and I'm talking about sharing the gift, sharing what's in their heart, sharing their citizenship, sharing the culture of the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, you won't have to work. It won't be a labor. You won't have to pass programs and get certificates. You'll just begin to influence, influence people. He says, because I go about completing them, these tasks, these, this purpose, these things God's given me to do, you've got to understand. So beyond discipleship, if there's a specific task God's given you to do, then you will have clarity. I'm always challenging leaders on my podcast is, you know, to let's book an appointment with me on, on, on my Leadership Boost podcast. I say, book an, appointment with, book an appointment with me. Go to my calendar at Sean's Leadership Mentoring. Book an appointment with me. Let's talk about the top eight essentials of your leadership. Let's talk about benchmarking where you are. Let's talk about your, your purpose, which is your mission, your vision, your values, your edge, your differentiation, your gifting, your mandate. Let's talk about those things. Let's talk about where God has placed you, what God has given on your heart to do. What is your mission? You see, we, I've, you know, I've got a ministry. That, that is like everybody's got a ministry. So what? You know, God's told me to pastor a church. That's not a mission. That's part of the mission. That might be the vision. That might be the, that's not even the vision. That's the deliverable. That's the platform God's using. Possibly. We all think that the only way to be used of God is to pastor a church. And you see, we've got to get off that mentality. Pastoring is not easy. Pastoring is hard. <laughs> and many times the, 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 the tough part about it is, is because we haven't got the right team. We haven't got, we're not in our mandate. We, we're not doing what we're supposed to be. But we think that's the easiest way to do it. So as I go completing them, confirm that the Father in fact sent me. The Father who sent me confirmed me. You missed it. He said, I'm doing, I'm showing you the kingdom of God. And he sent me to, to bring the, to reveal the kingdom of God to you. That's what I've been doing. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what Jesus preached all the time. Go and read the gospels. That's what he was influencing people with. And the thing that Jesus worked was purpose. Purpose to proclaim the kingdom. Two was to was to mentor and and um, develop a team of leaders that he would release to actually carry on and fulfill the assignment that he starts. Who's around you? Who are you mentoring? That's discipleship. Discipleship is mentoring and the next generation to run with them. I'm telling you, we could change this world if we begin to follow the strategy Jesus set out. Are you following Jesus' strategy? That's what I want to challenge you with. We need to follow Jesus' strategy. All right? So that's all I want to share with you today is just to think about this. Go and read these scriptures again. And don't think with a church-mindedness. Don't think with a religion, religious mindset. Go to what, what Jesus did, what Jesus said, and what Jesus, how Jesus did it. And begin to see that there's another way of doing things. Not another way. It's, it's the way that it's supposed to be done. All right. So thank you for being with me again today. This is uh, Sean on live and on the podcast. Great to have you with me. And listen, pop over to the Leadership Boost every day, just about every day, six times a week. 
I am putting out sections on leadership principles. Leadership principles never change. They're always the same. It doesn't matter whether you're a business leader, a hospital leader, whether you're an educational leader. It doesn't matter what leadership you're in. Even if you don't have the title and position, the leadership uh, principles stay the same. If you want to move forward, if you want to progress in life, if you want to be effective, then you need to apply these leadership principles. Every day I give something on that podcast that will help you, that you can think about, that you can, you might, you may not agree with everything, that's fine, but tomorrow you might. And so there are principles that I'm giving. And let me tell you, I don't talk about the Bible on that, on that podcast generally, but most, all of the principles come from a biblical basis, all of them. And so um, I'd love you to go over spend some time listening to them, get to know me. That's where I share my heart. I'm very transparent on, on the Leadership Boost podcast, very transparent about my life, my experiences, where I've been, why, I, why I'm so focused and passionate on leadership. And I'd love you to be part of that as well. If you are anywhere in the world, you can download a podcast and listen to it. Um, if my, I, I try and speak as good English as I can. So even if you're foreign and you 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 um, don't speak English, hopefully you can. You know you don't speak English well. Hopefully you can understand. Listen to it a few times, and uh, possibly it will help you as well. So here I only speak maybe twice a week. A third time on a Friday with my friend Steve Bissett, we talk about building his church and just look at principles, not principles, but truths about about how Jesus wants his church to be built. And it's not that we have all truth, but we just want to inspire your thinking again to relook at some sacred cows and think about what we're doing and what you're doing and and why do we think the way we think and maybe there's another way of thinking about things all right and uh, so but other than that i only speak on sundays mondays or tuesdays or wednesdays as is the case today but on the leadership boost podcast which is available on apple itunes it's on google it's on spotify it's on um, podbean it's on a whole bunch of of platform not podbean um, anyway it's about 11 platforms you can get up up on the pin post in the in the Facebook group is all the links to to the KLE podcast if you go to Sean's leadership mentoring um if you would like me to put all the links for the leadership boost in here then please comment below and let me know and say hey would you post the the links for the leadership boost the leadership boost with Seansman um the leadership boost just ask me and I will pop that as a as also another pin post into, or an announcement maybe, um, into the Facebook group as well. Because you will really, even if you're not in leadership, if you listen to those, you'll really be blessed to help you and to move you forward, to progress you and help you grow. That's what I do. I love doing it. I do it for nothing. It's my passion. And uh, so I'd love you to, to be part of that. All right. So Thank you for being with me. And this is Sean saying, God bless you until next time. Hey, don't miss Friday. It's with Sean and Steve again. Amen. Bye-bye.